This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hang.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. We all share one beautiful reality. Of course, for millennia, we've been told we lived in two simultaneous realities, one religious and one scientific, but we know that can't be right. Science and religion are mutually exclusive. There's no way around that. And in fact, neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is, because at this point, they both are belief systems. When mainstream science adopted atheism as its, quote, fundamental dogma, and I've seen it in writing repeatedly, although not recently, they've gotten smarter about it. When it adopted atheism as its fundamental dogma, it ended its open-minded search for the truth, and it basically turned, it turned itself into one more religion. We don't need any more religions, and we certainly don't need science to be one. So what do we do? Well, fortunately, as you know, when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we get a wonderfully complete picture of what actually is going on. And what we learn from the dead about our one reality is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. Knowing that still thrills me every time I think of it. Our guest today is my wonderful friend, Hillis Pugh, back for the second time. He's the author of Thank You Thursday. He's an expert on the glorious ways that using gratitude can transform our lives. We all know the energy that governs our one reality is the extraordinary power of our minds, and Hillis teaches people how to use that connection to our greater spiritual reality in amazing ways. Welcome, Hillis. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Roberta. Thank you for having me back on your show. <laughs> well, we, we I, what I want to do is start by telling us some of your history, because I, I, there are people who may not have heard the other podcast, and I want people to know where you're coming from so they'll better understand what you're doing. So please go back to the beginning and tell us, you know, what brought you here? Well, the beginning of my gratitude journey, like any other journey that anyone else is having out there, tell your listeners, is that we are all searching for ourselves, and through that soul-searching of self, I found the gratitude, the gratitude in my everyday life that I decided to share with everyone through my writings, through my poetry, through any outlet to kind of heal myself, and through that healing brought an even more grander vision of gratitude and how I appreciate things and how I look at things differently now in my life because I took that time to say thank you for the little things. But what started you on it? Because I know that you, you came from a, a background and for which many people would say, I wouldn't be thankful for that. What, what, what brought you to this, this revelation? And I see it as nothing less than that, that the key to living a good life is, is profound gratitude. What was the, what was the trigger? The trigger was, I was in one of the lowest points of my life. I had my own business. 
uh, working a part-time job at Supplemental Income, had an amazing relationship at the time, and in the blink of an eye, you know, the recession hit, you know, having a small business, you know, really couldn't continue on in that venture. And then my part-time retail job eventually became, you know, something of full-time, which I would at the time, didn't really want to do, but something that I had to do. And my relationship was on the rocks. It's like, what do I do now? It's like, oh, yeah. What do I do? And so I immediately turned to friends and family for more support and guidance. And through that, it brought about a celebration of gratitude. And the moment for me, the aha moment, and the reason why my book is titled Thank You Thursday is because... It was on Thanksgiving of 2008 where I had that moment where I reflected back upon the past year of my life and saw that I already had what I desired around me, friends, family, love, and support. And I had a moment to send out a loving email to friends and family thanking them. And with that thank you, with that feedback, it just culminated into uh, wondrous writings for everyone to read, for me to share. It's so precious to to have that moment um, where you're where you're really grateful for everything that's happening, even the things which right now don't look as if you should be grateful for them. The power of that, and I discovered it accidentally myself. That's how my discovery of that is the reason I'm doing this work today. That's why. That's one reason I feel so connected with you, Hillis, because this is one of the most profound things anyone can learn, and most people don't have an understanding of what a key to your own future happiness and success gratitude is. So, so tell us the story now. So you sent out that email, and what happened? So I sent out the email on Thanksgiving morning because I spend, usually spend the night with my family the day before cooking and helping them prepare. And so I get up and I have this person me say, you know, I, I'm just overwhelmed with love and gratitude for what's been going on and been happening in my life. And it was no more than a paragraph long. I sent it out to friends and family. And once I got the feedback from them saying, hello, this is so amazing. We're always here for you. What happens is going on in your life. You always have family. You always have friends. You always have have this undying love and support. And, and I took that to heart because me being an only child, number one, <laughs> number two, it's not that I am used to having anyone to assist me or help me with anything. I've always been one to do everything on my own. I've been a very independent person. So for me to reach out to a family member or a friend, and as easy as that may sound, it can be challenging for one who's always done things on their own and who's, you know, and lived on their own and done everything on their own. So it's like, especially a male, Hillis, I've got to say, men have a lot of trouble <laughs> doing that sort of thing. So you get double yeah. kudos for it. Yes, yes. And, and when I have the courage, found the courage, it's like, you know, I, help. I, I had to have help and I don't know where else I'm going to get it from. So it's like I had to swallow my pride. It's like, I need help. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and, 
and then from there, that, that's where everything just kind of took off from there, and it's still taking off. I mean, there are things happening now in my life that are, that's going on this behind the scenes that I don't even know about. It's like, oh my goodness, this is happening right now? I can't believe it. It's exactly my experience, and that's one reason I really am trying to get your message to the world, because this is such a profound truth. Um, I, I Most of what we're going to do today is have Hillis talk, because he's the person I really want to hear from. But in order, in order for you to know why I'm into this so much, let me just tell you my story, just for a couple of minutes. I've had a very blessed life. I'm, you know, wife, mother, grandmother, um, successful lawyer. Everything's great. So spring of 2009, I said, you know, it's probably time for me to give back. I think I, I, I had been researching the afterlife all my life. Didn't think I would be writing a book or anything about it. But I said, one day I said, I'm, I'm just going to give my life to God. And the way I did it was with a gratitude affirmation. I said, thank you for giving me work to do and thank you for showing me how to do it. That's it. I said it two or three times a day, beginning in April of 2009. By August, I was writing The Fun of Dying without even knowing I was writing a book in the beginning. And everything that's happened since, everything that's happened since has been exactly what you said. It's happening and I don't even understand. I didn't even initiate it. I'm, I'm speaking today because... I, I, it was brought into my life by the by the owner of CTR. Hey, you ought to do a podcast. You ought to do a radio show. Okay. I just always say yes. I Every day, at least once, usually twice or three times, I say, thank you for giving me work to do. Thank you for showing me how to do it. Thank you. That's all yeah. I do. You get everything else from that gratitude to God for whatever it is God wants you to do. I can't tell you how important that is. I'm sorry. I, I just yeah, had to say no. that. That's fine, and that's a really good affirmation. <laughs> Thank you for giving me work to do. I, I love that one. Uh, <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it true? That's what you're doing too. You're saying, uh, "Here I am, God." Uh, you know, you've you've shown me that gratitude works in amazing ways. Show me how you want me to use that knowledge. That's all you're doing, really. Exactly, and the, and this, the same happened with me from that email. You know, I just got the inspiration to start the blog titled Thank You Thursday. And since me being a poet, you know, I have a fondness for alliteration. And, you know, <laughs> Thank You Thursday, what could be better? And since I yeah. started on Thanksgiving, it's okay, so apropos. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And that was 2009? No, that was actually 2008. 2008. Well, for me, yeah. it was, you know, you were November of 2008. I was April of 2009, around the same time. Yeah, and I think a lot was going on in the universe around that time. <laughs> I think a lot was. I, I really do. And it has been ever since. And you could see it unfolding just as I can. It's so amazing. But to everyone listening, it's an easy thing to do is just say thank you. And in saying thank you, just, just to say, I trust you, God, to give Give me work to do for which I'm perfectly suited. That's what that's what the affirmation is. You're going to give me the work. I will do it because you'll show me how to do it. Most people are afraid to do that. They're afraid that God will give them something icky to do. And God never does. As far as I've been able to tell, people who pray that always find that what they get is so much more than 
you know, than anything they, you know, you might say, you might pray, gee, let me have a great business so I can make the money, so I can give it to charity, or you might have your own idea about how you're going to make a difference in the world. God knows much better than you how you can make a difference, exactly what you're designed to do. Lord, it happened to me, so if it happened to me and it's happened to you as well, Hillis, it can happen to anyone. And I, I, that's why I want very, very much to have as much as possible to get your message to the world. Tell us your website. My website where they can find out information about me, my book, and any projects that I'm working on is hillispew.com, and that's H-I-L-L-I-S-P-U-G-H.com. If you sign up there, you get these wonderful emails from from Hillis, and they're 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 so beautiful. Some of them are just so beautiful and arresting that that now we post them on my Facebook page. Do you know this is just a little more wisdom from Hillis? I I really encourage people to get the the day brightener that it is <laughs> to get to get Hillis's emails because they are quite beautiful. Yeah, because I, I just recently expanded out into doing quotes from the book and to do a little blurbs here and there to to be more active. I even started a YouTube channel. And keep in mind, I was never one to be out in the forefront with my work. I was always one of the people that just wanted to be behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, this is a little tidbit. It's me, but it's not really me. But now it's like I have to step up and take ownership of what it is that I create. And I think a lot of people, and even people who are listening and people who may read about it later, listen to it later, they may also be in a place where they're holding themselves in fear, not stepping up and taking ownership of the work that they do. And and I just say to them, I'm doing it, and I am one of the shyest <laughs> people you will ever meet until I get to know you. <laughs> yeah, but here I am to the world as naked as I could possibly be because I want to help transform the reality that we see around us, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're doing your part. It's thrilling. But you're young. How old are you, Hillis? I'm 38. You're, well, you sound younger than that, but you're you're much younger than I am. I mean, I mean, I could be your grandmother. That's how much older I am. So, you know, we're we are, um, and I have to say, when I was thirty eight, I wouldn't have had the courage, probably, to be as as out and open and and truthful about the reality I saw as you are now. I mean, I had to wait till I was in my sixties to be able to to begin to say, I don't care how people judge me. The truth is the truth, and I feel that God has said I have to say it. So I give you a lot of credit for doing this, you know, when you're doing it, <laughs> doing it with such courage. It's very, very good that you're doing it this way. Now, now is probably... Oh, go ahead, say that first, and then we'll take a little break. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, finish what your thought was. When we come back. Oh, okay. Well, I will come back in a few minutes. You're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Our guest today is my great, wonderful friend, Hillis Pugh, and we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality, 
So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available for free on iTunes. And thanks and love to all our more than 130,000 friends who already have subscribed to Seek Reality on iTunes. Today we're talking with Hillis Pugh, who was, frankly, talking about something so important and so little talked about that as many people as possible really need to hear your message. I'm amazed that in the churches they don't talk about it as they should, certainly in public discourse. I mean, anyone who is working in in the field of of, um, well, in new age fields or in the field of of, um, um, public uh, what am I trying to say? Personal empowerment, you know, self-help folks, all those people, gratitude should be at the base of everything that they do. And and so often it's not. Why do you think it is that people well first first finish your thought from before the break but then then i want to ask you why the heck it is more people aren't talking about this and you know and i think that both tie in now that you put it so eloquently the thought that i was going to finish was that anytime when we have something put in front of us and it's something that we're passionate about most people make it feel like it's work me personally i don't it's not work to me. It's a joy. And when you're in your joy, when you are doing what you're supposed to do, what you're feeling, what you're supposed to do, it comes easy. It comes naturally. There's no work as we think it is. There's no force behind it. Well, there's a force. There's a loving, supportive, caring force. But it's not like that go get em, you know, gun-ho type of, you know, pushing force, you know. It's, yeah. not, it's not like that. It's a very graceful, very loving, very nurturing force that guides you into what it is that you're supposed to do. <laughs> and into why people aren't talking about it more, I think because people don't quite really truly understand that 
attribute, that power of gratitude. And if they do, they put it in such a way to where it spun so much, it, it's lost its totality and the meaning. I, I, yeah, I, I think people just, this is a power that you have that you are just not aware you have. And um, I discovered it really almost accidentally. I knew about the power in Siri, but I didn't understand how to turn it on. Um, and, and Hillis has understood how to turn it on. We turn it on by expressing our gratitude. The power of your mind is part of the power of the, that, of the mind that brings forth the universe continuously. It is the most power you can possibly imagine, and your mind possesses it. It's restricted while you're in a body, but it's nevertheless very powerful. So you are a co-creator of your life. You're, in a sense, the primary creator of your life. Now, before you were born, you wrote a a life plan, and you wrote into it negative stuff, bad stuff. Yes, that (laughs) awful ex-wife and that terrible boss, all those things you wrote. You wrote them in as gratitude opportunities. As growth opportunities, as forgiveness opportunities and love opportunities, all these opportunities we tend to think are bad, but they're not. They're actually like going to the gym and strengthening our muscles, those critical spiritual muscles we're going to need in eternity. So we wrote them in, but then we, of course, forgot what our plan was. And for many people, if you're listening to us now, you wrote as part of your plan doing some wonderful things for eternity, Wonderful, important, there is a consciousness revolution happening on the planet now, and you have your part to play. All you have to do is say, okay, I'm ready to play it. And what you've said was very important. When you are doing this work, when you, when, when you have allowed God to give you the work that you agreed before you were born to do, it, there's never a moment where it feels like drudgery. There's never a moment when it's less than joyous. It is the most amazing phenomenon that to be in service to God allows you to be more deeply and strongly and powerfully yourself and makes you happy like you cannot possibly imagine. Exactly. And I had to I discovered that much later than you did, Ellis. So I got to shut up on the rooftops. But, but gratitude seems to be the key because gratitude is is a is an elevation of our spiritual energy even as we think it. To get above yeah. the things that bother us, the things, you know, the people you know we don't like and the negative job and all that stuff to get above it and say Thank you. Thank you to those I love. Thank you to those who love me. Thank you to people I haven't yet met. Thank you to God. Thank you to everybody. Thank you. That that raises your spiritual vibration. Isn't that why you think it works, or why do you think it works? It definitely works because of that. But I just want to step back for a moment to talk about, you know, when you were talking about saying thank you to the loved ones and, you know, you talked about the people that you hate at the job, we also <laughs> have to give, no, seriously, we, and we have to stop in that moment and analyze it for what it is because when we have a high level of contrast in our life, in our existence, it's showing us as, not just a human, but also as a spiritual being, as a, as the beings that we truly are, is showing us this high level of contrast of what it is that we don't want. So when yeah. we see what it is that we don't want, like we don't want 
that job or we don't like that boss or we don't like our, need I say, parents, we don't like all this other stuff, it's showing us what it is that we do we truly do want and it's showing us how we can get there and how not to be and how to be what we are, how to act the way we want to act and, and bring more of what we want into our existence by showing us the complete opposite. Because if we didn't see that opposite, how could we know what we want if we didn't experience the opposite of that? So so that's a wonderful way to say you're even grateful for the things that otherwise would seem negative because they help you to more clearly highlight what's positive. Well, that's very thank you-ish, Hillis, of course. I'm glad. <laughs> it took me a while to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took yes. me a while to, to have that appreciation for that because a lot of people get stuck in that place. It's like, you know, this person didn't do those for me. They are so ungrateful, and I'm doing this for them. And we have to stop and realize when we exert such high levels of expectation upon another for something that we do out of the kindness of our heart, and we don't receive the expected love or gratitude reciprocated, then it is the onus is on us, and then we feel bad for something that we did out of love. And if we take that expectation and release that expectation, it will still feel good regardless of how the other person feels or not. So once we release the expectation of self and others, everything else will be able to flow the way it's supposed to flow, naturally. Wow, is that profound. If we expect love to be reciprocal and forgiveness to be reciprocal, if we expect things, anything of other people, we are Get, we're basically opening, our, opening ourselves to failure. They won't necessarily reciprocate, but if we simply give the love that we can and the gratitude and the, the positive energy and don't care if it comes back or not, then we, we basically stay in the zone, right? We, we stay in that love and forgiveness zone and we keep our mental peace. Exactly. That's, that's very important. You know, I, I, I teach people that when we're, because one of the hardest things for people to learn is forgiveness. It's so hard to learn it. And forgiveness is really a, a relative of, of gratitude. Because when we hold a grudge against someone, for some per, a perfectly legitimate grudge, I'm not saying you're holding petty grudges. This is a big thing, whatever it is. When we continue to hold it, we are basically poisoning ourselves with it. We are blocking the, the positive energy that comes from actually forgiving whatever it is. And forgiveness is for you. Just as the, giving thanks is really for you. It strengthens you spiritually. It helps you to grow. It empowers you. So as part of you know learning to be, learning to be grateful for everything I, i'll tell you hillis this morning i had an auto accident and i was grateful for that i mean I, <laughs> you're, wow. you're teaching me all this stuff no it's it it's true we we need to transform the way we look at our lives and see everything that happens in our lives is an opportunity to for forgiveness and an opportunity for gratitude and the more we express those in our lives the more glorious our lives will be even if you're thinking I don't want to do what they do. I have my own thing I want to do. I got my business. I got my life. I, I just want it to be go better for me. I don't want necessarily to do what God wants. You can say that. That's perfectly legitimate to say. Using gratitude still works. 
because using gratitude releases and, and unleashes and, and empowers your mind to make good things happen in your life. Using gratitude is what makes things work. I really think in a very profound way. It's a, it's a, a way to use your mind that most people just are not aware of. Exactly, and just to add to that, because when you express gratitude and not just the typical mannerisms of saying please and thank you with somebody, you know, opens the door for you, or pours you a glass of water, not those little ones, but when you express higher levels and profound levels of, of gratitude and you feel good about it, that is truly the master key is when you express gratitude and when you feel good about doing it. Because when you feel good, you send a sign to the universe, you send a sign to God saying, I'm ready to receive more of this. And yes. In alignment of expressing that gratitude and feeling good about expressing that gratitude. And then your spirit guides, your family, your friends, and the universe sees that, and they send you more of it. and send people to help you and to accomplish whatever it is you have set forth to accomplish. And that is the master key is to express the gratitude, but not only express it, but feel good when you express it. Yes, yeah, from the heart, from the soul. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely right. It does unleash this. Con- it isn't just the power of your own mind. It's the power of the, all the conjoined minds that are active in your life for good. And it's so good to say thank you to people for being my friend. Thank you for, thank you, mom, because I know I wasn't easy to be, you know, to parent. And thank you, dad, because uh, I know it was hard to afford whatever it is you gave me. And, you know, just thank you to people. You have no idea what a day brightener that is for the person you're thanking because people don't do it. And therefore, you did it. Thank you to your friend. I have three different friends who don't know each other that I frequently have lunch with just because in different ways we really connect. And I always say, you know, thank you for being there for me because and they always look kind of surprised because I guess other people don't say those things. But. Every day there are people you interact with, the dry cleaner and a teacher and people who really are positive in your life. Thank them. Just say thank you for being there. You know, it's a day brighter to see you. Even your UPS man. (laughs) Even your UPS man. Yes. Oh, especially your UPS man because they work so hard. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I have one. He comes by every single day. Well, at least a few times a week. Taking my one in the business out of the home, you know, got to have stuff that goes out, you know. Yes. And he comes by and says, hey, thank you for picking up my boxes. (laughs) Yeah. This is... This is a power, as I say, which I think is about to be recognized. It really isn't recognized. We've got a lot of, you know, the secret and and other kind of new agey ways of looking at the powers of our minds. But this basic power of gratitude, what it can do to transform your relationships, but even more important, what it can do to bring positive energy into whatever you're doing with your life, and especially if you're, you feel ready for it, into your relationship with spirit, it's it's the single most powerful thing you really can do to transform your life in all ways. So, um, what's where, where are you going next, Hillis? What what is this? Where, where is this leading for you? You said there's other stuff happening. What is going on in your life? It is, but I do want to address one quick thing 
about about what she said about the new agey stuff and where it's going. I do want to say I want to take time to acknowledge the new age, the spiritual, and everyone else who's talking about the law of attraction. I've read many books about on all the subjects, and I will say that they all do mention some form of gratitude. It's just not an in-depth conversation that has happened on the planet yet, but as you said, it is coming. <laughs> yeah, it is coming. We can feel it. Wow. It really is. Yeah, and, and it goes to where, where I'm going, what am I doing? I am doing a lot of things right now. I'm focusing on my YouTube channel where I'm going to start doing uh, gratitude messages via YouTube to put my face out there. <laughs> and, yeah, which is an attractive face. Everyone should know. He looks young and vigorous. So that's good. And my big project that I'm working on now is my Let's Say Thank You campaign. And I haven't started yet. Yeah, I'm just still working up the kinks. But my Say Thank You campaign, it will be a viral video of ordinary people living ordinary lives saying thank you for whatever it is that they have in their life. And that's something that's real, real dear to me. So I'm working with a few people on that project as well. So that I can't wait to get that one really going and, and get it out there. Yeah, I, I, so you're going to do that on YouTube. People will be uh, on YouTube um, expressing their gratitude. Exactly. And if anyone's listening out there, if they want to contribute to the Let's Say Thank You campaign, they can visit my website and they can go under Appreciation Projects. There they will find all the submission details and information to, uh, to submit a video. So I'm open to receiving videos from your listeners. That's hillispew.com, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's wonderful to use YouTube. I have a great face for radio, so people are trying to get <laughs> to, start, to start doing YouTubes, and I'm very reluctant. At this point in my life, I used to be pretty, but, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how we look. It really matters um, to just try to – everybody has a different sort of receptivity point. There are people who might hear it from you. There are others who might hear it from me. There are other people working in this fertile, fertile, fertile field of human spiritual growth, and they're speaking in slightly different ways, and whatever res- resonates with you – if you're listening to us now, there is someone that who will be able to resonate with you and who you will be able to sort of grow with. And I urge you strongly to begin that process, to be going through life and not trying to grow spiritually is to be wasting a lifetime. That's why we're here. We're here to learn to grow spiritually. And what Hillis is talking about is a powerful way to jumpstart that, maybe the most powerful way there is. Um, there are other ways as well. People, I hear from people all the time who've read my books, and I can tell that it's opening them to think about things that they haven't thought about before and encourage them in that. I love to hear from listeners, by the way, and from readers of The Fun of Dying or The Fun of Staying in Touch. So just email me, rgrimes at robertagrimes.com. I answer emails. If you have a question and a comment, I'd love to hear from you. But... um so, so these are the thing. These are the two things you're doing. Then you're, you're, what, what, what comes after? Where do you think you're ultimately going with this? Is this, is this going to be something that you can, we can turn into a movement, uh, and help people understand gratitude and how important it is? Oh, definitely for sure. I have honestly, I, I see a lot of things with this. 
I see me going on speaking tours. I see me just being engaging and, and helping people to find their truth through gratitude and through appreciation. And and I'm open. I, I, I have an idea. I have a picture. But I know that picture is much bigger than what I see it as. <laughs> it, you know, it tends always to be. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, our our imaginations are so puny compared to what, what spirit has in mind for us to do. It still amazes yes. me. We're going to take another quick break. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. You are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really understand all the implications of that, that glorious fact it will change everything in your life our guest today is the wonderful hillis pew and we'll be right back Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead the result is her book the fun of dying find out what really happens next the fun of dying shows you why your mind is eternal it explains how you can enjoy the death process and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality, so he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with Hillis Pugh, whose book, Thank You Thursday, uh, you can uh, get from his website, hillispugh.com. Is it on Amazon as well? It's on Amazon, and what I'm going to do also for the month of November, celebrating six years of Thank You Thursday. Can you believe the six years of me writing? Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, six years, uh, celebrating the six years of Thank You Thursday. I'm going to offer free books 
via Smash Bros. So it's going to be free ebooks they can download through Smash Bros. I have the details up on my site uh, during the month of November, and I will send out emails as well throughout the month so people can pick up a free ebook. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great when people give their stuff away, and um, I, I also try to do it some as well. But, um, but that's very that's good of you. Um, one of the things I've noticed is that the people who are really doing this work of elevating spirit on the planet aren't looking to make a buck from it. What we're just trying to do is help people find the truth in whatever way is best for them and you know hillis is another toiler in this vineyard um we're all working together to try to try to bring bring to the world a greater understanding of who and what we really are and what reality is and and wait now is there we're coming sort of toward the end of our time is there is there tell us what you really want people to know and to get from this experience of having a conversation with you you know, Roberta, there is so, so much. I mean, this is why I decided to go on the road and speak to people because there's so much I can say and there's always uh, not enough time for me to say it. But there's one thing that I do desire for your listeners to receive and that is to look inside yourself and to allow you to feel good no matter what it is that you're doing, no matter where you are in that moment, to allow you to feel good and to have gratitude for whatever it is that's going on in that moment, whether it's making you feel good, you can feel amazing, you can add to it by feeling gratitude. Or if you're not having such a great day, but you can turn it around by saying, you know, thank you for showing me this because this is something that I know that I don't want or have to experience in my life anymore. And you can take that energy and transform it. So we, we are transformers. We are creators of our own lives, and it all starts with how we feel. It's important to understand that even negative things uh, you, should, you should be thankful for. For example, this morning I had a fender bender. The first thing I said when I realized, I mean, the other car was hardly damaged. My car was damaged more. The first thing I said when I realized nobody was hurt and that only two cars were involved, and that it was such a simple thing, was thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that I had this accident. Thank you it was so little, and thank you for whatever blessings come from it, because I know it's a fount of blessings. Everything in our lives is a fount of blessings. So yeah. when negative things happen, learn to say thank you to God no matter what. Because it always could be worse. I mean, you could look at it that way. It could have, everything could be worse than it is. But also, we don't know. Some of the biggest calamities in my personal life have turned out to be the biggest blessings in my life. And I'm not going to go bore you with what all those things were. But those were powerful lessons for me. What looked awful when it happened turned out to be a great, great gift from God. It's just that God sees clearly. We can't see clearly more than one speck of an inch in front of our noses. So say thank you for even the things that maybe you don't think you should feel thankful for don't be discriminate it's like forgiveness forgive everything big and small be grat- be grateful for everything even things that don't look as if they're maybe a good thing because you don't know you can't tell exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Because yeah, you just reminded me of one story that I'm going to share with everyone real, real quick so they can understand the power of gratitude. Great. That 
I was, I heard this story, I forget how it goes exactly, but this woman, she said, I'm tired of my old car, it's always giving me problems, you know, I don't know what to do, I just, I just give up, I give up. So one day, she got into a car accident, like you did today, mm-hmm. car was totaled. She said, oh, what am I going to do now, what am I going to do now? But she, all this whole time, she's thinking, I need a new car, I need a new car. And she ended up getting a new car because she got into an accident. And I think the insurance paid for part of her to get a new car, so it wasn't completely all-out-of-pocket expense. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but that kind of thing happens all the time in our lives. I mean, we all can look at people who seem to have easier lives than ours, um, people who are rich, people who are famous, people who you know have this or that great break happen in their lives and say, why couldn't I have that life? Uh, you know, why couldn't I have more of the things that person has? I think it's very important we always remember that if you could look inside that person's life, you might find a hollowness, uh, which is a direct result of some of the things that look from the outside as pretty neat. One of the things that the dead tell us is that among the hardest uh, for growth opportunities we can plan into our lifetimes is great wealth. It breaks more spirits than it ever uplifts. It's one of the hardest things. People plan that life. I, when I was reading in the early part of the 20th century, you know, the communications from the dead that came then, um, I, I came across a couple from people who had been, you know, basically robber barons, had been very wealthy in the latter part of the 19th century, and they were communicating with their relatives. And in both cases, they said the worst thing that ever happened to me was to be able to be so successful and have all that money because it totally wow. derailed my spiritual growth. So whenever I say, gee, you know, having a billion dollars would sure make life easier because now a million apparently isn't good enough. We've got to talk about the billionaires. Whenever I think that way, I just remember those communicators saying, wow, what a goof it was to plan that into my life. I wasn't ready for it. I remember, too, um, in the early part of this century, there was, remember in the latter part of the 19th, we had people getting rich quick, you know, people who were barely growing a beard, they were getting rich. Well, there was one, I don't remember what company, one company went public, and each of three owners got a like a, more than a billion dollars out of that. And then the press followed two of the three of them. And the third wouldn't talk to the press and wouldn't, basically gave away most of the money. And as people watched him, they said, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> Finally, somebody, somebody cornered that man. And what he said when he finally got cornered was, was just one sentence that has stuck in my mind ever since and all, in a way has transformed my life. He said, I don't know how I could look God in the face if I took more for my family than we need. Wow. I thought, my God, there is, I have met a saint on earth. I, there is a human being who is already spiritually perfected. That's the kind of, of spirit we all really need more and more. We need to stop thinking that these temporary, brief, shallow, superficial, Earthly things even matter. How could I look God in the face? And now, whenever I think, you know, this would be nice, that would be nice, I say, how could I look God in the face if I made that important in my life? Wow. Wow, yes. And and that's the ultimate gratitude, don't you think? The ultimate gratitude for the blessings you have is to say, I trust you, God, to provide for my family. I don't need this extra billion dollars. Other people need it more than I do. 
when we have exactly what we need, um, everything's already taken care of. Prime example, when I used to live uh, in Chicago, I lived in a deluxe size studio apartment, which was just enough for me. I lived there, how long? I think about maybe a good 12 years lived in one studio apartment with my mom. I was like, when are you going to move out of that tiny little place? You need something better. You need something bigger. It's like, Mom, I'm fine with where I'm at. And I want to say maybe around when it got to be about nine years, they say, well, you know, Hillis, you've been here for so long, we're going to redo your apartment. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So it's like I got a brand new apartment anyway. <laughs> and it was nice. exactly what I needed. And, and not even, I think maybe just like a $50 increase on my rent just because they redid my apartment. I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'll take it. Pay it. Yeah, right. No problem. Well, everything everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And, and that's why when we force an issue, when we take things and, and things aren't going the way it's supposed to go because it's not supposed to happen that way. When we force it and when it's so hard and so tiring and taxing both physically, mentally, and emotionally, then we have to stop and look back and say, are we really supposed to be doing it this way? Is there a yes. better way to do it? It, it's interesting, too, that in my experience anyway, and I think in the experience of others who are doing this work, if you if you are truly trying to do only what God wants you to do, if you are open to spirit, and I sort of think of myself as having an open prayer line all the time, the top of my head is open, you know, pour it in, God, whatever you want me to do, try to try to. Try to let me know because I'm kind of thick. Sometimes I need to be hit upside the head, which which happens often in the middle of the night. I wake up in the morning and know they've just told me again, ah, do something different for Pete's sake, Roberta. But if you live that way, your material needs do get taken care of, and sometimes in surprising ways. If you stop yeah. rubbing for a dollar, you get many more dollars. If your if your emphasis is on helping other people. Being grateful, being loving, being forgiving. If your emphasis is on spiritual growth and spreading that to the planet, you know, as Jesus said, you know, God, God knows what you need better than you do. Look at the lilies of the field that, that today are blooming and tomorrow will be thrown into the fire. Even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. It's easy for God to give you what you need and only what you need. You don't, you don't want more than what you need, but it's easy for God to give you what you need if you just open yourself to the possibility of doing God's will. So I, I try to do that. None of us are perfect, but you're doing that. And obviously it's transformed your life. You're even, you were really happy when we talked a few months ago. Now you're kind of deliriously happy, which, which kind of <laughs> is kind of a walking testimony to living this way. It does. You say you had a bad life before. You had kind of a, kind of a, of a hard scrabble sort of life before. And then when you started doing this, it transformed your life in powerful ways. Now you have a business you run, everything is great, right? Didn't it make a difference? Definitely. It's it's a huge difference from where I started back in, you know, when everything started really changing for me in 2007 up to 2008, which led to my writing. Everything has been a slow progression, but a progression nonetheless, because when we 
take everything in small doses in the beginning because we're still kind of like we're, we're children when we when we learn about this we are uh, walking and we're getting used to it we're trying to fill it out and, and still have doubts but then you know through practice and through education and through remembering through awakening everything that we are we begin to trust more and begin to allow more and then we begin like uh, speedy walk into a slow jog and then before you know it you're off and running into doing what it is that you really desire to do but we have to first know what it is that we are want to do and through that we can only express gratitude for what it is that we have and what we don't have to figure it out what it is that we want to do and who we are we are at our hearts spiritual beings. That's what we are. Our minds are the only part of us that are eternal. They are part of eternal spirit, inextricably part. We're all part of one another, therefore. And when we allow our minds to to make that step, I don't understand it yet, but I've seen it in my life and you've seen it in yours, and I've begun to see it in other lives too. When we learn to develop a true, deep, and abiding gratitude, and we let that inform our lives. It does transform our lives in ways that are just thrilling to see. So, you know, I, I just, I wish you Godspeed on your, on your journey. I, I think what you're doing is so important. And I hope that you can inspire others to, to, uh, you know, come to understand how important gratitude is. We have like one minute left before I have to give my outro. So do you, anything, anything final? Do you want to just send everybody a hug? <laughs> yes, a big hug to everybody, and just remember to say thank you, no matter how big, how small, positive or negative you feel in that moment. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. Again, Hillis Pugh, go to HillisPugh.com and, and really get to know him, because uh, I'm, very, I'm proud to call him a friend. I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and The Fun of Staying in Touch, which explores the many ways in which our dead loved ones give us signs that they aren't dead after all, and also talks about some exciting ways we can contact them. This is going to be big news over the next few years. Uh, I, I say in The Fun of Staying in Touch, we'll be updating the book frequently as more and more news comes out, but it's going to be big. My novels include My Thomas, The Story of the American Revolution, which, which is told from the perspective of Thomas Jefferson's one beautiful 10-year marriage. My Letters from Love are novels that follow three generations of a wealthy American family and explore how we can use what we're learning from the dead to maybe make human life finally work. You'll find details about all my books, plus my blog. Please read my blog. I put a lot of effort into it. And uh, and other things, as I think of them, you will find posted at robertagrimes.com. And if you sign up there, you and I can stay in touch. We've been talking today with my precious friend, Hillis Pugh. Please join us next time. Our guest will be someone else I am thrilled and honored to call a friend, Jamie Turndorf, who is better known as Dr. Love. Her glorious, absolutely true, eternal love story that goes beyond death is told in her book, Love Never Dies. You have to hear her tell that story. Meanwhile, please go to afterlifeforums.com and join the discussion there. And now... Go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit 
www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.